Hey everyone, before we get to the podcast, I just want to talk to you about something special. So, the person who made the theme song for the podcast, uh, Man with Roses, I usually uh, credit him at the like in the information and section of the podcast. He actually just dropped an album, and uh, it's I think it's like such a cool sound, the kind that he makes. And I think if you're really into like chill music that you'd be, uh, really interested in this kind of CD and, um, it's super cute, super summary. And I think you should give it a listen. I'll put a link in the description for the podcast, but, um, yeah, thank you so much for the interruption. Let's get to the good stuff. Hey guys, my name is Brendan Patrick, and I have a special guest today. What's your name? I don't know it. Leah. Oh, okay. It's Leah Burke. Um, uh, is that joke old yet? Who knows? <laughs> my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Super Lit. Awesome. weekly podcast about books pertaining to the LGBT community. Woo! One breath. We're having a day. We're doing a really good job, sweetie. We're going to talk about this book from my childhood. I love that it's from your childhood and it's from my adulthood. I'm so mad at my, like, 12-year-old self for recommending my future self this book. We'll, we'll get into it. I can't wait. I hope that means you loved it. Parts of it. Do you want to tell the lovely people at home what book we read this week? All right. So um, <laughs> the book we're going to be talking about today is uh, Rainbow Boys by Alex Sanchez. And <laughs> the, <laughs> the cover has <laughs> Matt Bomer on it. And... Um, <laughs> Tiny Matt Bomer with, like, <laughs> 90s middle part McDonald's arches... <laughs> In his bangs. He was just trying to be Sephiroth, and I am into it. Um, 10 out of 10. <laughs> the cover says believable and touching, and that's from Publishers Weekly. So clearly, um, it's an A-plus in my book. Yeah, it's an A-plus in my book, too. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things is deftly written. <laughs> Like, uh, like what? Like, uh, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, um, I'm gonna read the book, uh, the back of it because I have soft cover. Um, Ooh. <laughs> she's soft. High schools. I. I feel like I sound like I'm high. I'm just exhausted. Um, Big mood. <laughs> I wish. I wish I was having a better day. I'm just really tired. Um. 
High school is hard enough as it is without falling in love with your best friend, who's crushing on the most popular guy in school, or feeling like your parents would throw you out if they knew you were gay, or being afraid of who you are. Okay, so that's like a very short description, but like, here we are. We read it. Um, yeah. It... <laughs> This oh oh wait sorry there's more there's descriptions of each character Jason Carrillo Jock good looks beautiful girlfriend popular unsatisfied um you <laughs> mispronounced Jason's last name I think you need to say it Jason Carrillo all oh, right I'm done I need to do that though <laughs> I could I hope not- you feel me looking at you. I do. I can feel your eyes across the states. Um, and then there's Kyle Meeks, swim team star, friendly, easygoing, intelligent, confused. Nelson Glassman. I hate that his name is Nelson. P.S. Did I tell you that? It's it's a choice. <laughs> um, Nelson Glassman, independent, opinionated, defiant, joker, in love. Go home, go home, Nelson. Go home. All right. So I would categorize this book in a the theme of young adult basic gay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really funny. So the reason why we picked this book, um, we decided to do something called super lit summer reading. And I wanted to read a book that I had always wanted to read as a kid, but was too afraid to read it because I didn't want anyone to know I was gay. And uh, my friend in middle school caught me reading this book when I was at the library. And I was like, what? No, I was just putting it back on the shelf. So um, we couldn't do it because there was heterosexuals. Um, so uh, I read this book that I it definitely should have just been for me in middle school. And let me tell you, it was a time. It. I feel like I was reading, like going back and reading like an old fan fiction. Is that, I feel like that's a weird way to phrase that. But it was because I read this book when I was a, a baby in like middle school or like junior high. And I had... I own the book. So I think I read it a handful of times. Um, yeah, sure. It's something. Very much something. Um, that is correct. I think it checks every box for like lifetime movie, teen drama, like gay narrative in high school. I think every single box that you would expect there to be in like a relatively neutral gay narrative is checked and there was a lot of things also that as I was reading it or listening to it because Audible sponsor us um (laughs) there was a few there's a handful of things that I was like oh this is a little dated because this book came out or was published in 2001 yeah and I can tell by looking at the cover that it was definitely 2001 I can tell by the um everything on the cover uh, I can tell by the way that they talk about pretty much everything involving the queer community that this is from 2001 because there's so much shit that's just like if you are if you were like a person who was like very inundated in that world like on maybe like a psychological not psychological but like a person who like is studying gender studies you would understand some of the, like the stuff that is like mainstream. Like this is how people like 
talk about themselves. Like this is how people talk about gender. This is how people talk about sexuality and stuff like that, which is just like common knowledge now. And is not something that is handled particularly well in some circumstances in this book, but I think it's because it was in 2001. Uh, I think that's uh, right. I don't think a lot of this book like held up, if you will. Um, like I've been watching Ugly Betty again, and I just finished it recently. I remember loving it when I was in college. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I watched it again, and not that it isn't still, like, really amazing, because it's a story about, like, a woman of color who isn't, like, a cookie cutter of, like, what someone would be in the quote-unquote fashion industry, but, like, the way they talk about trans people is very interesting, and uh, I'm watching, I'm like, why didn't this offend me when I was younger? Like, what's going on here? But reading this, I'm just like, wow, um, how how old this isn't me dragging the author in any way, shape or form because this is from 2001 and uh, like the book is, I think it's like a good book, but uh, (laughs) a lot of it, like I, I raised my eyebrow at it and I was like, Oh, this is where we are today. Yeah. There's definitely like a handful of moments where I was like, Oh, Oh, that's a little bit, okay it's just we we didn't know any better it's okay we didn't know any better also there's a picture of the author in the back of the book and let me just say daddy snack he's looking like a dad snack like an adult snack um i would like to i have i have notes as i usually do and they start off somewhat coherent and then end up not coherent at all, but also start off not coherent at all. <laughs> so it's okay. One of my notes ends with just gross. So yeah, um, I'm there with you. Wait, kind of same. <laughs> Does it start off on page six for you? Oh, uh, well who, you know, minute 10. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> no, probably not page six. My first note was page six, oh, one through six for Jason and it literally just ended with me going gross. Um, so the beginning of the book starts off with Jason, who is one of the three main characters. And the book itself doesn't have first-person perspective, but it each chapter like uh, bounces back and forth between the three main boys and is like third-person restrictive. I think that's what that's called. So it's like their perspective, but everything's third-person the whole way through, which... I prefer that if it's going to be like multiple characters point of view, I hate it when it's like first person and then it like switches to different characters that can get a little confusing sometimes, especially if they're all the same gender. The first note I have is, ah, I completely forgot Jason is a tiny homophobic baby because the first part of the book is Jason like pacing around this community center about to go into like a, a, gay youth like meeting and he's having a panic attack and he's like just being really gross and like so much internalized homophobia is happening because he just keeps saying like queer but using it as a slur or using worse words there the term homo is thrown around way too much and not in a fun way I'm surprised that I read this as much as I did when I was little because I genuinely, like, I'm usually pretty chill with, like, words. Obviously, like, some, like, very bad slurs, like, no one should say them. But, like, most things that are, like, offensive words, I'm just kind of like, don't say that. You're a dick. 
But that particular word, like, gives me, like, a visceral reaction, and I don't like it at all. And I don't know how I read this book when I was younger because I was, like, listening to it. And every time they say it, they say it a lot. I was so, like, I was like, oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate this. Why Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, it's, it's, and they use it a lot. Like, they use it a lot, and they use it, obviously, in the way that, like, someone's getting spit on and, like, kicked. And it, uh, it's just really difficult. And Jason's, Jason's chapters are somewhat hard to read because they're, like, the polar opposite of Nelson who is like the most out out of all of them. And um, it's in reference to Nelson too. And it, it just stinks because I, I know that that is sometimes how people come to terms with themselves. Uh, but like, it was just like, <laughs> it was fucking rough. Is this book is a little rough. I think, I think it works overall, but it is a little heavy handed with the amount of like, with the way the like there's bullies obviously because it's like a teen story but like the way that the characters are treated is a little bit too like on the nose heavy-handed lifetime movie like i'm a bully and you're a gay kid so now i'm gonna like punch you and call you a bunch of bean words do they say where this book takes place i just i must have missed it and i could not figure it out <laughs> You know, they probably do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we are um, your detectives. We are really good. We both read this book a lot. Um, I would like to point out, though, that I feel like... So, um, the book starts off and Jason has a girlfriend, which is why he's in gay panic. Because he's, like, <laughs> having feelings gay about... Gay panic! Gay panic! You know what I mean! <laughs> <laughs> I have that all the time. Um, so he's full on gay panic. So he's like going to this meeting. Cause he's like, I'm going to go here to prove that I am straight. And then he gets to this meeting and there are two boys that he recognizes from school there. And it is Nelson and Kyle. So Jason goes to the meeting, freaks out because he recognizes people panics. And then the, he like eventually stays, but there's like a point where the counselor there who's running it basically goes into a spiel, which is, a basic idea of like, this is what's coming, coming out is, and it's a good introduction to basic queer ideology, which is why I think this book is good for younger like kids because it, it's somewhat simplified, which is a little aggravating to a person who might understand like a more complex idea of queerness, but for someone who's maybe confused or like they're curious about something, it's like a, they, break down very simplistic ways of describing queerness, especially for teens, which is, I think is like the saving grace of this book. I think maybe if I had read this when I was younger, it would have terrified me, but also um, maybe helped me out of the closet. Uh, because they, they Nelson as, uh, as terrible as the things are that happened to him. He's like, he's pretty normal. In the terms of, like, he's like, this, I'm this person, and this is it, and I don't give a shit if you don't like it. Yeah, I think um, it's good that they have different perspectives of the different characters, because of the first thing that kind of got me, like, oh, I don't know if I want to, if I'll like this book again, is because Jason, like, walks into the room and he sees girls, and he's immediately, like, 
girls can't be gay. That's weird. Oh, they probably just haven't found the right guy yet. And it's like, he says that about Shay. He's like, maybe she and I can leave and we can like figure things out together. And I think that was the gross thing. That was the thing I wrote. Gross. Um, the thing I wrote, oh, I, cause it was like queer is only being used as a slur at this point, And I wrote icky. <laughs> wow. I mean, honestly, that isn't wrong. Um, once you get into Nelson's narrative a little bit more and a little bit at the end more, um, Jason starts to call himself queer a little bit. Um, it's more positive sense, but it definitely start like out the gate, like very much internalized homophobia. This kid doesn't understand anything, but pretty relatively soon as the meeting goes on, there's a few characters that aren't important, but they're like background characters just to fill in things. Um, and I think one of them is a bisexual girl and Jason is immediately like light bulb. Holy shit. I don't have to be like entirely gay because he has this like overwhelming guilt for, um, because he has a girlfriend and he just feels like insanely guilty that he thinks he can't love her anymore because he thinks he's gay. And he like, someone mentions bisexuality, which he's literally never heard of before. And he's like, holy shit, wait, I can like two genders. I can write multiple genders. And it, I think that's kind of like a moment where I was like, all right, this won't be as bad as I think. I think it's getting there slow and steady. Jason is just so difficult. And it's funny because like the first chapter of him definitely is like the first few of him are like the, the absolute worst He's very much like, I'm a jock, and, you know, I'm confused about my feelings, and I'm not going to talk about them because something happened in my past that I haven't explained to you yet. And as it gets, like, as the book gets going, you're like, oh, he's not horrible. He's just been, he's in a time where this is how men thought sometimes, and he hasn't been taught any better because, you know, his uh, his family isn't very... um uh, I don't want to say inspirational because <laughs> that's not the right word, but they're just not great. They're definitely um, less than supportive, and he absolutely has a very, very toxic father who is a horrible uh, representation of masculinity for him. So that definitely. Turn your phone off. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Should I start over? <laughs> No. <laughs> you ruined the whole episode. Listen, Jason's father sucks. He is honestly the worst. He's a raging alcoholic. He tries to beat Jason. Um, I'm glad that the character that had like the most toxic father was able to defend himself, to be honest. Um, and that, like, not to completely spoil the whole ending of the book, but... Uh, Jason is a jock, obviously, so he can defend himself, and I'm glad that he's able to. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I also, as much as, well, as problematic as Jason is at the beginning, they obviously, like, it's about growth and stuff, and they all learn things, but I do thoroughly enjoy that, um, Jason is, like, a traditionally masculine guy. Uh, Kyle is like a somewhat masculine guy, but he's like a little bit more feminine. And then Nelson is like very effeminate, very flamboyant. So there's like a nice scale of like, look at all the shades of queer that we have here. 
No, that that is a really good point. I think that's the the nice thing about this book is that it shows that you don't have to be like uh, I I like Kyle because he fits into like he's that that middle grade of like a uh, personality where he's not super butch, but he's not he's he's butch femme. He's femme butch. He's right in the middle. It's nice. He's a chapstick lizard. I only got chapstick li- Liz. It sounded like lizard. He's, he's a chapstick lizard. I said he, he's a chapstick lesbian. So he's Courtney Act. Um, I'm just realizing now that my notes literally go from like the very first chapter and then skip to like way later in the book. So obviously I was just listening and not taking notes for a while. <laughs> we are incapable of, as people. Another thing about this book, which is sort of similar to... Leon the offbeat is it's not necessarily a story that's like here's the plot and this is like the arc it's just kind of like here's these three teenagers in their senior year of high school one of them is dealing with like coming to terms with his sexuality one of them is like dealing with trying to talk to his family about his sexuality and then there's Nelson who is just I have some complicated feelings about him. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I was like, oh, I'm going to like him because he's, like, how I pictured myself in high school. And then I realized that it's, like, the person who's, like, gay and speaks their mind but turned up, like, 12 octaves. And it's just, like, a lot. Um, and I, I, I hate saying it because it makes me – I feel like it makes me so- feel bad saying it. But he, I feel like he's kind of a caricature. But I don't know how to say that. No, he's he's definitely he's an exaggeration of a yes. person. He's very and I, that that's what happens with like book characters. There sometimes it's like let's take this person and multiply them. But um, I I liked Nelson, and then I realized that he's like kind of creepy about Kyle. He's super possessive of him, which is somewhat understandable because. I'm going to assume that they live in a relatively small town because the majority of the other characters are conservative. Even the like characters that aren't necessarily portrayed as villains are pretty conservative. Yeah. Um, so I think the fact that Nelson, who has obviously always been very flamboyant, and even though he may not have been like necessarily out as gay when he was younger, he's like one of those kids that's just like a little different. So having Kyle who he can connect with and um, is his age and stuff like that is probably something that he doesn't want to risk losing. Yeah, I, I think so. Cause Kyle's been his, like his friend for a while. They were in art class together. I believe it was. That sounds right. Yeah, I think that sounds on brand. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, because Nelson's an art gay. No. Um, they met in one of their art classes when they were kids and I think they got like paired up together and um, they've just always been around each other. And that's why like Nelson, I think it, I think that's happens to people a lot when you realize that like you're always around someone you're like, you have like strong feelings of friendship for them. Like sometimes that can be confused for like, Oh, I think I love them. Um, Especially since like Nelson's friend Shay isn't necessarily like not, kind of like pushing that narrative onto him and that it makes him think it too. I don't think Nelson actually had like real feelings for Kyle. I think he just took his friendship 
as something else. Um, I think that Nelson uses Kyle as kind of like a stand-in for a romantic ideal for a while because he's kind of the only... They, I feel like he talks about it a little bit, like even people in the group, like the other gay boys they know are either dating each other or a little bit too old because they're both 17, so they're relatively young. Um, but later, when Nelson does start to like experience a little bit more outside, like she's trying to like experience more romantic stuff and like figure himself out he starts to be less possessive of kyle which i think kind of yeah it makes sense that he would be like i love this person because he's the only person in my life and he's like well no i love him still but i don't love him that way yeah and i i I think that that's like a a a realistic feeling actually because i think we've all had those feelings where we're like oh my god i adore this person so much and then someone's like wow you guys must be dating and it's like no we're not i don't have any feelings for them what are you talking about and it's like very much like it's almost like defensive. And then it makes you think like, oh wait, maybe I do. Like, no, you you can love one of your friends as much as you love like someone you're dating, in my opinion. But sometimes it's not the same thing, and that's a confusing feeling. Yeah. I have one note that happens way later in the book that I just feel like I want to talk about it, but also it kind of ties into how I feel about the writing style of the book. Oh, is it about Jason biting his nails and how he probably is missing a hand at this point? No, but we can also talk about that. There's like definitely repetitive quirks the characters have. There's stuff. And I literally the only way I can think to describe it is like think of like all the cliche ways that things like actions are described in like cheesy fanfic. And that's kind of this category of book. I'm so okay with it, though. Like it makes me happy. I just feel bad because, like, Jason definitely is missing at least a, a thumb at this point because he bit it off. He just really keeps biting right into his finger when he gets nervous. Um, there's a point where later in the book after... So in the the best cliche rom-com teen drama fashion, um, Kyle starts to tutor Jason because he's a dumb jock and he needs help in math. And, oh, no, I guess they got to hang out now and be friends. So they eventually go on, like, they go out to the movies together, which is, like, a date, but it's not a date. And I swear to God, there's, like, a four-day-long description of them holding hands in the movie theater. It It, it is never-ending. <laughs> no, and it's funny. So <clears throat> I was reading this part, and it... I want to say maybe it's like a full page and a half. Um, but the way that like, so Jason, basically they, he gets tutored by Kyle and he like invites Kyle to stay for dinner. And then he invites him to go to the movies and they go to like some kind of like thriller. And there's like the man is making out with the woman on the screen. And he's like, Oh wait, like I want to kind of do that right now. And he's like, I want to, like, feel, like, romantic feelings right now. And I don't think he, he, he hadn't broke, Debbie, the Debbie thing hadn't happened yet, right? Um, no, he, he breaks up with her, um, but he doesn't tell her why. So he's broken up at this point, but he hasn't talked to her about anything. Okay, yeah. Um, so he, like, 
puts his hand on the handrest, and like, of course, that's how it happens because duh. And like, they start holding hands, and he like enjoys it. And then someone like starts walking up the steps, like in the movie theater, and he thinks it might be someone he knows. So he like throws his hand, and he's like, ah, oh, like clearly scared by this. And the whole time afterwards, Kyle's like, are you okay? Like, is everything all right? And I just feel bad because like the whole book, Kyle kind of is like, I don't want to say used by Jason, but like it's kind of used by Jason. He's like a little puppy dog. Who's just has the biggest crush in the world on this like cute jock in school. And it's just like, Oh, he's just beautiful. He's just like, he's has, he's like super tan and fit. He's got this like beautiful head of like curly brown hair. And he's just supposed to be like gorgeous and is always this person that he's just like, well, I can't like, it'll never happen. It's just a fantasy. And then he sees him walk into this like queer community group he's in and he's like losing his mind. Cause he's like, Holy shit. I could actually like date this guy. And then it just becomes, it's like his like cute, like crush fantasy becomes like an overwhelming, like, Oh my God, he's like perfect. Like we're going to end up together. We're going to get married. And it just kind of, I understand that because I feel like that was me a lot in high school where I'd be like, oh my God, this person looked at me. Oh my God, we're in love. This is perfect. This is great. And just like completely oblivious to the fact that whoever else is just like not interested or like, it's just not, you get lost in your head. So are we married because I shared eye contact with you? Yeah, it's legally binding. Okay. That's cool. I guess I should tell my parents that I'm married to a woman. Um, (laughs) um but uh yeah it's uh it's kind of difficult so nelson is creepy about kyle kyle's creepy about jason jason is just slightly homophobic he is extremely homophobic at first (laughs) he gets better he does get better but i mean obviously like once you have more experiences with his family you start to understand like oh well like he just that's just shit he grew up with so like of course he's gonna say that shit and like think those things and be insecure about all of this because he was never allowed to like explore anything like that like it it makes sense it's still a little bit it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, you gave the like bad guy backstory, but he's still a bad guy. Like he still said some shit and it's, it's a little bit questionable, but at the end of the day, they're all teenagers also, which I have to keep reminding myself. So. Yeah. Cause it's, it's hard because I'm assuming an adult, like I'm assuming Alex Sanchez was an adult when he wrote this book. So it's an adult writing teen, like teen interacting. And it feels very much like, I, I like I would have to say like oh I have to remind myself these are teenagers and teenagers do really dumb shit and like I feel like sometimes it was like very adult the conversations and I'm just like oh my god I don't remember high school being like this and granted when I was when we were in high school it was like a couple years after this book took place so I'm assuming it takes place in like two th- the early 2000s we were in high school and like 2005, 2006. Uh, yeah, I graduated high school in 2009. So I was in high school from 2005, 2009. So I was like in middle school when this book came out. And I'm like, I, I, I know the older kids in my neighborhood that's like, this is definitely how they spoke. But at the same time, just like reading, I'm like, 
is it these are teenagers talking and it doesn't help that jason's friends kind of cement the whole like oh my god they're queer they're the f like they're this they're that he's just like yeah i can't come out because like i have to worry about what everyone's gonna think which is definitely like a thing that people think of like it's a scary thing to come out god forbid because you you're you are telling someone that you're something like that you think you're something and it then changes their idea of who you are, even though that like shouldn't matter, but it's difficult, especially when coming out to a bunch of friends or like say your girlfriend, because then she'll say, Oh, well you lied to me this whole time. It's like, well, I didn't lie to you. I just didn't know. Yeah. It's really frustrating. The conversation that uh, Jason ends up having with his girlfriend though I guess it's realistic, especially for a man who comes out as bisexual. Um, I feel like girls get away with it a little bit easier, though it's still definitely like, oh, well, you're just a slut, like, whatever. Um, but a guy who comes out as bisexual is definitely, like, every single time someone's going to be like, oh, you're well, that you're just gay. You're just taking your time coming out. Like, it's completely, like... There's no, like, no one would ever be like, oh, yeah, that's totally legit. Um, That's how I was in high school. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was like a a thing. Like, I didn't know any better. So, and a lot of kids that had come out as bi, like, eventually were like, no, I'm just gay. So, of course, that was like, oh, so that must be like how it works. And I remember talking to someone, they're like, oh, you didn't come out as bi before you were gay? I was like, no, I just thought I was gay. And uh, they were like, oh, well, I came out as bi first because it was easier. And I was like, I didn't even think of that. Like, I didn't think that that was a thing that, like, people would do just to, like, soften the blow. But there are, like, plenty of people who are actually bisexual because bisexuality exists. But it, it's definitely a thing that uh, that's how that conversation went with Debbie. He's like, thinking bisexual. And she's like, you're gay. That's like me saying, my name is Brendan. And people are like, okay, Brandon. Okay, that's not what I said. Yeah, exactly. I think also this is another maybe hindrance of the time period the book came out in, just because I think a lot, especially younger kids nowadays, because the internet is so like inundated into everything that they do, have a easier way of finding resources and understanding things better. So like some people find comfort in labels and some people don't but the fact that like a lot of people think that coming out as bi is safer because it's like well I'm only half gay which is total fucking bullshit um but that I think a lot of people now would just be like well I'm just queer because this isn't necessarily like one thing or the other or both it's like anything and it's also no one's business like just just because there are people like me who are like, yeah, I'm gay, like that, like I don't give a shit. It that doesn't apply to everyone because not everyone cares for that specific title. And also it's no one's fucking business. Yeah, I mean I could do I could go on like a TED I could do a TED talk on this, but I Hi, feel welcome like, to my TED talk. Welcome to my TED talk. Here's a summary. Um when I have conversations with people, depending who they are, if I don't know them very well, I say queer because it's like a good umbrella term. It's all encompassing. If people really want to like dig into stuff, I say that I'm bisexual because I that's the 
name or label that I identify with, but I also wouldn't limit that to like male and female genders. And then people argue, it's like, well, that's pansexual. It, It can go on for days and like hours. Like you could argue all these different labels and it's whatever people are comfortable with. But I think the fact that a lot of the times, like, no matter what the, I think the problem was, I don't even know what my point is. My point is that bisexual people exist and we're valid. So everyone can fuck off. Um, wow. Welcome to my Ted talk. My name is <laughs> Sophie G. No, but I think the thing is like a lot of people feel comfortable going through their coming out story in their own different way and it doesn't invalidate other people. But I think the fact that, um, Jason is pretty confident that he's bisexual because he still has feelings for girls as well as boys. And it's immediately dismissed as like, oh, well, you're just gay is is one of those things where it's like, well, I don't think queer education was where it is today in 2001. So I think that's just another it's just more. uh, This is the time the book was written. Yeah. And that's I think that is the only like my actual critique of the book is like, this was like, not, Oh, this is clearly old. It's like, well, this is old enough that I can notice a difference and change. Like, I'm sure if this book was written now, it'd be wildly different, but that's kind of the thing that makes it interesting that it's like, Oh, this is like a look into like how far we've come. Because I definitely think that, especially with like gender politics and also with like the way that people present their sexualities and how they talk about them and how much more, like open, more open dialogue there is. It's, uh, it's interesting to see that something that was written in our lifetime, not too long ago, like this is, I guess like maybe what, 18 years old. That's, I don't think that's like too old of a book, but that's, it's also weird to say like, Oh, also Harry Potter is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Like I read that the other day and I was like, how is Harry Potter 20 years old? Like, I don't get that. And also how is this book 18 years old? Like, I don't get that. Yeah, that's insane. I had something to add on to that, but um, I don't remember what it was, so I'm just going to never mind. Um, I had, <laughs> <laughs> But I did have one other thing that I wanted to say that also has to do with this book is definitely something that's a little bit old and some things aren't handled very delicately. Um, and it was a little distressing is that... Um, Nelson is very casually mentioned um, binge eating and then throwing up like very often. And there's like a point where he's like kind of starving himself and it's never addressed at all. It is just like part of his personality that he is like slightly bulimic. Um, He also gets very distressed at one point during part of the book for, for plot reasons and just has like a depressive episode and, his friends are just like, what's wrong with you? Stop being sad. Like, what's wrong with you? And it's just so mind-blowing that that's not... The, the issue in that part of the story is not that he's clearly, like, depressed and clearly has an eating disorder and people are upset at him for other reasons. Yeah, it's just, like, it was very hard to read. It's, it's towards the end of the book, too. So you're, like, all, like, you're invested at this point. And then it's, like, presenting itself so much more often... And it comes up like multiple times and you're like, oh my God, are you like, this is a thing. And it's not that like, that's something we like, I don't want to read about. Like, I know that's the thing that happens. It's just like never addressed. Also, I didn't realize that this is like book one of like, I don't know, three or two. 
because the ending just like it ends and I'm like, Oh, so there's another great. There's another book. Awesome. I didn't know about this. I think there's three books. If the next two are while they're in college. I honestly didn't realize this was a twilight situation. Not that I'm mad because like, I'm glad I get to read more of this, but, but uh, it, it's just like, I hopefully in the next book, like someone addresses it or like says something about it. Cause it's wildly unhealthy. And it's just like part of him. And like, no, like not that like everyone notices their best friend is going through something like that, but like, Kyle, you need to help your friend out. Yeah, there's like, I mean, Kyle, who notices that something is completely off, he he does a pretty good job, but there's like a really, really awful co- phone conversation that Shay and Nelson have, and she's just like screaming at him because he's being sad and irritating and like not being a good friend because he's like, he just decided to like not hang out with her when he's like having he's having an impressive episode and she's just like, you're not hanging out with me. You just fell off the face of the earth. Like you're, you're just sad all the time. And like, I hate you for it. And it's just so I got broken up with my girlfriend and I broke up and like, you're not like when I needed to talk to you, you weren't there, even though Nelson was going through something very, like very specific that would, could like ruin someone's like life, if not handled correctly. And he obviously can't tell her and she just, just like is I like Shay. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't like you at all because you're un, unable to see that. Like, yeah, I, I'm having a really horrible time and my friend is having a horrible time, but I think it's just because, you know, when they get upset, they just like leave people. Well, like maybe you need to ask like why it's happening. Yeah. I think that's the only other like real critique I have outside of just like a few things were handled a little roughly just like the way things are written are rough is just there's like clearly some kind of complete lack of like seriousness taken when Nelson just casually like having like being bulimic and being depressed and that's like it's just like it's a character trait it's like yeah Jason plays basketball and Kyle's like kind of a nerd and Nelson throws up sometimes. Whoa, these wacky kids. And I'm like, no, some like, and I think his like mom is aware of it too. At some point she's like yelling at him cause he's not eating. And I'm like, okay, you're supposed to be like the most understanding parent out of all of the three characters. Like out of all of the parents, she's still very conservative, but she's like, not in a bad way. It's like something bad happens to him and he has to explain it to her. And she's like, what the hell? Like, and it, like understandably so like mad and i'm like oh this is like this is happening and she's still angry about it understandably so because it's her child but like i want her to notice the other things and fix those because like this thing can be like helped this other thing is very detrimental and could almost be as bad as the thing that we're arguing about yeah hopefully um, I'm pretty sure I only read the first book when I was younger. So maybe we'll venture and read the other two and do like a mini episode or something. Um, but hopefully it's like addressed and isn't just kind of the ignorance of the author adding like what he expects a teenager to act like. But I mean, I don't know. It was, it was 2001. There wasn't as much knowledge of stuff if you weren't like actively searching for it. So I do think that if I had read this when I was, like, younger, I would have been like, oh, this is, like, 
there are other people out here. And granted, like these three people have like some really <laughs> bad personality traits, but at the same time, like Nelson like speaks his mind and Kyle like, like finds out that he can be brave. And Jason is like, you know what? Fuck what other people think. Like at the end of the day, like that, that actual story is like important. It's just, it's a, <laughs> it's a shame. This was written in 2001, but at the same time, I can imagine in 2001 people uh, weren't as accepting and it was important that this book was published at that specific time too. Yeah. And I definitely didn't notice a lot of the stuff I noticed this time around I was first reading it. So I think, I mean, I was also younger, so I think this is definitely a book that's for a little bit of a younger audience. It does have some like pretty heavy stuff in it, but as far as everything is handled and written, it's kind of like simplified as like heavy themes and very like kind of dark situations, but it, it's pretty simple of a story, I would say overall. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, it was, uh, the, the chapter length is like pretty good too. They're not too long or too short and they're all pretty much about the same length and it wasn't difficult. Like one chapter would like end and the next one would start. It wasn't like a weird, like, time jump back in time or like time jump forward and you don't know what's going on. I actually like that because the last book I read, there was a lot of back and forth that I had a hard time reading and that was a very difficult book to read. But this like, I would actually be interested in reading the other books just because this is something that I've always wanted to read. And it was very different than what I thought it like what I expected from like, I don't really remember reading like any bit of it as a kid because I immediately had to put it down. Um, and like reading it now, I'm like, wow, this is actually like a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Also, I think Matt Bomer is only a model on the first book cover. Yeah. I think they changed the boys for the other ones, which is like kind of upsetting. Cause I would have loved to see more Matt Bomer, but you know, yeah. Um, I have one final note that I just really wanted to read because I made myself laugh when I wrote it down and it's really wait. dumb. <laughs> okay. So, um, I think there's a point later in the book where Jason's having another like internal like fight with himself about like what he what's happening and like he does he's still trying to figure out like what he is and I just have a note that says ah uh, yes the three genders bisexual a total flamer or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, that's real. That's true. I I think that's law. Um, and uh, sometimes I feel like I'm whatever because that's just uh, a big mood. Yeah, you know, like on the Kinsey scale, whatever. On the Kinsey scale, I'm like, you know, like whatever, you know, I'm just like on it. I am the Kinsey scale, you know, like that's just, well, I, you know, I like love to have fun, you know? Exactly. Uh, I think overall this book is pretty good. It. I think I covered everything I wanted to as far as stuff. We didn't really go into much of the plot, but again, it's not really like a plot. It's just kind of like three kids in their last year of high school. I think the main thing that's happening that kind of is like an actual plot overall that isn't just their relationships with each other is that Nelson is trying to start a P flag or no, his mom is like the president of P flag. He's trying to start a GSA at their high school. That's like, I think, yeah, the main storyline and it's kind of like a, like a backstory. Like it's not like the most important part of the book, but it's also very important at the same time because that's like kind of 
where the book ends. Like that's where, like where we're going. Um, and I'm interested to see how they handle it in the next book. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that was left open-ended, which I liked though. There was a little bit of a, and everything's tied into a neat little bow and everyone's kind of, all their problems are resolved, even though it is an open-ended like finish to the book. It's still kind of like, but all the problems we dealt with in this book are everyone's fine now. We're all happy. That's how problems work, Sophie. They just end and you're fine and you don't have to deal with them anymore. It's great. Um, I'm actually really glad that we did this because I forgot it existed because I literally had to like shield myself from being caught reading this. And I almost was. And of course my, in my gay panic, I literally like hid the book in a bookshelf. And I was like, what? I wasn't reading anything. What are you talking about? I don't know how to read. I I feel like my parents just didn't give a shit. They just like would buy me books because they're like, oh, you want to read books here? Yeah, you can get whatever you want. Just read books. That's fine. But I definitely didn't have many books when I was younger that had like queer female characters. But I think that's just kind of a general theme overall. Um, Yeah, I have a hard time finding stuff to read for the podcast. I do have some stuff and I have it like logged that I want to read it. And I think one of the books I have is actually like a queer female story, but um, I, I have a hard time because I feel like all of these, a lot of the books that like jump out to me are things that like, Oh, I identify with this. And like, that's, you know, me being a little bit biased, but I would like to read more. Like I adored reading, uh, reading Leon the offbeat, especially since it was different than what I had read from everything else. And it was like a universe that I liked reading the Simon universe, but it was a different character's perspective and it was like a different time. Yeah, definitely. I think the next book that we have to do together is to have to have some lady gaze. Um, I'm here for it because I get exhausted reading about myself. As much as I love reading about cute boys kissing each other, oh, I'm going to read about some cute girls kissing. Well, I think we can work on that. All right, that sounds like a plan. So um, we're going to read the other two books in the Rainbow Boy series, and uh, I'm going to find some queer lady fiction for us to read. Thank you so much for directing the podcast. My name is Brendan Patrick. This is Sophie. And thank you so much for listening to Superlit. Superlit.